This is the Ellis Martin Report. When you hear us mention companies doing any kind of business, there's a large probability, if not a certainty, that the Ellis Martin Report is compensated for that mention. We're telling you this so you can make your own independent evaluation of these opportunities. And now, here's Ellis Martin. I'm Ellis Martin. Join me for a conversation with Tim McKinnon, the chairman and CEO of Gold Fund. You can now, from the comfort and ease of your computer or mobile phone, buy physical gold at a discount, under spot value, and have it stored in what is called a gold wallet in whatever dollar amount you're comfortable with. Its value will fluctuate along with the gold spot market. And I'd like to point out that gold has increased in value 35% since August of 2018 and 500% since 2001. Now, has cash done that? I think not. When you're ready to convert any part of your gold wallet back into fiat cash, do so digitally, easily, and spend it as you do now with any bank card linked to your account or your phone app at point of purchase, or send a part of your gold wallet to friends or family or anyone to pay for anything. Mr. McKinnon is also the chairman of the AVN Newswire based in Sydney, Australia, a service that we use to purvey our interview segments globally through news sources such as Yahoo Finance, Bloomberg, Thomson Reuters, and Dow Jones. The Gold Fund website is goldfund.io. That's goldfund.io. Tim, welcome to the program from Sydney, Australia. Thanks for joining me today. Wonderful pleasure, Alice. Thank you for having me on the show. No, I'm at the website right now while I'm speaking with you, goldfund.io. And the first question on the website, on the home page, is what is Gold Fund? Which is exactly my first question to you, sir. Gold Fund, it's an interesting genesis. And it's called Gold Fund because essentially... What we want to do is fund gold mines. How did you get into this? Give us a little bit of your background. How are we where we're at today? Okay, thanks. So I'll start with a bit of background. I became interested in gold mining about a decade ago, and we identified some deposits in New South Wales, Australia, and we developed that up to about half a million ounces in what's called the Jork category, like a 43101. And because we're an unlisted public company, it means we weren't trading on the stock market. We had to find alternative methods for funding the development. And so essentially we were private funding it from our own pocket. And I tried a royalty model and it didn't take on in Australia, even though it's quite popular in North America and particularly Canada. But we didn't get the funding. And so I managed to see Frank Holmes from US Global Investor in London at the Mines and Money Show. And he was talking about how an ICO, which is an initial coin offering, is very similar to an IPO that uses the cryptocurrency and the blockchain to raise funds and then, of course, use that to fund mining. And I thought that was a particularly good idea. And so we launched Gold Fund with that express purpose, and that is to basically crowdsource the funding of gold production. And so while Revolution Metals didn't take advantage of that, we spent a lot of time over the last 12 months, 18 months, developing the ecosystem behind the cryptocurrency called the G-Fund coin, G-F-U-N. And so busy listing it on exchanges. Now it's quite stable, quite liquid. And the interesting differentiator for a cryptocurrency in this case, which is the G-Fund token, ERC-20, which is an Ethereum protocol, is pairing it with gold. Now, in the cryptocurrency space, a lot of gold-backed cryptocurrencies have appeared, but GFUN is not gold-backed, it's paired, which means they're trading as commodities. 
So that gives it a, it's a non-security, it's a commodity. So you're not running into trouble with regulatory issues. And so we're marching on from there. We've picked up a new prospect in Queensland, Australia, at 36 square kilometres. The exploration permit was approved yesterday, and we're very excited about this project. That's a brownfield play in Queensland, isn't it? It was active during World War II, like many gold mines were, and you are more or less going to reactivate it and see what you've got underground with all the modern technology that is available now, because I understand it was quite prolific back then. You would be referring to our New South Wales property there, which was discovered when they were logging in the late 1800s and shut down in the early 1900s, was reactivated in the 1980s. And yes, it's a brownfield play in New South Wales, but our Queensland property only recently discovered by a tree cutter and he was taking a bulldozer in to cut trees to allow the grass to grow for the cattle. The bulldozer track went down a hole and he jumped out and had a look at the glittery rocks and rang me up. <laughs> so we went up there, I took an XRF, a geologist and a mining engineer, and I tell you, everything we shot with that XRF just lit up with gold. We were getting, you know, 150 parts per million on the XRF samples from rocks on surface. We're very keen to get on the ground there. So this one's Greenfield. Now, is that something you're going to keep private, purely funded by the Gold Fund? And would you explain how that works, please? Sure. Well, we're always open to people with capital, that's for sure. And there has been, in the exploration space, a drought of capital over the last few years. Now, with the gold price picking up, of course, there's a lot more interest in this space. But still, I think investors are very wary of exploration plays until they have a considerable amount of great data and there's a pathway to production. Of course, there's always obstacles to production. We're talking environment, we're talking native title. We're talking planning, regulation, and a whole slew of those issues. But we're very well versed in this, so we're stepping over that. Now, where the gold fund comes in, it's an ancillary way of raising capital. Now, for our latest endeavour in Queensland, we do have a few people who have already invested directly into the project. And so this is post our release of the gold fund. The ecosystem we have, we've got what's called a white paper. Now, a white paper explains how the gold fund cryptocurrency token interacts with gold trading. Now, we set up a gold G fund exchange where you can exchange gold for G fund and vice versa, but you can also exchange G fund for other assets like US dollar, Bitcoin, Ethereum, these kind of things. So we set up gold as a, a transaction mechanism. What our plan is, and this is the exciting part, is that as the gold comes out of the ground from the miners, we then put that onto the exchange for sale or trading at a discount to the market price of gold. Now, if we link that with a cryptocurrency token called GFUN, then we can actually sell the gold at a discount in exchange for GFUN. Now, GFUN cryptocurrency, you can purchase on multiple exchanges around the world. So it gives people easy access using cryptocurrency to purchase discount gold. So when you invest in the gold fund, and I believe I've got about 20 US in it, perhaps 20 Australian right now, what am I purchasing or what am I trading? Is it cryptocurrency or is it gold or a combination of both? Walk me through that. And I apologize for my ignorance. I'm still new to the whole cryptocurrency dialogue. I've avoided it for years now. It is a whole new world of devices. Now, in the cryptocurrency world, they create these expressions that reflect the physical world. For example, you know, I've got a wallet and in my wallet, I've got money. 
US dollars. In the cryptocurrency world, you've got a wallet. It's a cryptocurrency wallet and it contains Bitcoin. One's digital and one's physical. You mentioned that you've got $20 worth of gold. What I did was I sent you a link to a gold wallet, which is a digital wallet, and that allows you to purchase gold that is maintained on the blockchain in your digital gold wallet. Now, that wallet is used to transfer gold in and out of the gold fund exchange. We've chosen that wallet. And we've chosen a cryptocurrency wallet that contains the cryptocurrency assets that you can send to the exchange and withdraw from the exchange into your private wallet. So I guess there's a lot of these kind of parallels between the new digital market and cryptocurrencies and the old market of IPOs and raising capital and prospectuses. It's all very similar, but one's digital and one's quite physical. Um, I guess that's probably the best way to look at it in the get-go, but what you have there is $20 in a gold wallet, so you have underlying that $20 investment is $20 worth of gold, and you can send that gold to anyone in the world using your digital gold wallet. Is there volatility in that $20 worth of gold or let's say it was $200 or is it just sitting there as sort of crypto cash right now? Well, the interesting thing about gold is is the price is going up. If you've got gold in your wallet, you just sit there and the price goes up. Now, if gold goes down, your dollar value of the gold goes down. But we're seeing a great improvement in the gold price. But some of the advantages, if I was to move an ounce of gold from Sydney, Australia to Malibu, California... I'd have to insure it. I'd have to wrap it up so nobody could detect that it was gold on its way and steal it. And it may or may not, most likely would, it would arrive at your doorstep, but at cost. In the digital world, I can transfer the gold to you in seconds. And that's very similar with other cryptocurrency assets. It's very rapid transfer and it's very low cost transfer. And in the country where you're sending it, they can exchange that asset, whether it's a cryptocurrency asset or a gold asset, into cash if they'd like to do that or they can maintain it in their own private crypto wallet or gold wallet and it's quite secure so in my mind now it's as safe as gold is which to me is safer than typical cryptocurrency and if i want to have gold in my possession why bother i'm just going to stick it in my safe anyway i'm going to drive 20 miles to get that gold and i'm going to pay three percent or more above spot price i don't have to do any of that with the gold fund do i No, in fact, the whole reason why we started the gold fund was to be able to allow people access to gold below market price because there's a liquidity driver here. When you're talking about selling gold below spot price, all of a sudden you've got an unending demand for it because, of course, people are going to buy it cheaper than the market. And as producers, we can produce it at costs a lot less than the spot price. For example, if you have a surface deposit of gold, your mining costs, all in cash sustaining costs, might be seven or 800 bucks an hour. And so you're making, there's a fair bit of profit on that. Now, if you decide to put that gold into the gold fund ecosystem, then there's the opportunity to sell it at a discount spot. Now, where that's very interesting is that if we were to provide a gateway to access that gold through a cryptocurrency coin, then it's going to drive liquidity and value for that coin, as well as creating demand for the gold. And so people will buy G Fund to get the cheap gold. The idea is to accelerate the value of the G Fund coin. It's a utility token. It may have other uses in the future. It very much replaces a share. But it's not a security, it's a commodity. So you're trading 
what you have, which is G-Fund coins, on an exchange for gold. It's a commodity pairing, but it is kind of like shares. I'm looking at your white paper. I've been scanning it while we've been chatting. And you do speak about the project in northern New South Wales. And you mentioned crowdfunding earlier in this conversation. And that was Revolution Metals I was referring to. Is there any connection down the road, I don't mean today, between my gold wallet and these mining projects? Are you going to offer any kind of dividend or am I just reaching right now? Offering a dividend places you in the securities camp. In order to avoid international regulation, there is no backing of the G-Fund token. And so we're allowing these commodities to float freely, like free trade. So as the gold value goes up, the value of the amount of G-Fund that you need to purchase it goes up. But if the price of the G-Fund coin goes up, then the amount of G-Fund you need to purchase gold goes down. It's a typical trading scenario. So there's a similarity with the equities market. There is no backing to avoid security regulation. And that might sound a little bit dangerous, but because the transfer of assets is so rapid in this space, is that you can get in and out very quickly and you're not tied to waiting T plus three for a settlement. It's very fast. And cryptocurrencies, of course, if people have been watching Bitcoin go through the roof a little while back and drop right back and then it's coming up again. The value of a cryptocurrency is really tied to how it's used, its utility function. Now, Bitcoin is a transactional cryptocurrency. People put it in their wallets. They use it to buy things. You can buy a cup of coffee with Bitcoin. You can buy a car with Bitcoin now. You can get a Visa card that you put Bitcoin in and you take it to an ATM machine and withdraw cash. That system is very advanced now. And so the, the cryptocurrency is a fast transactional mechanism. Where you don't have value in a cryptocurrency is where it does not have a business ecosystem. So there are thousands of cryptocurrencies now. And a lot of people are generating cryptocurrencies because, hey, that's a great idea. Let's make a cryptocurrency. But the question you must ask is, do they have a sustainable business model backing that cryptocurrency? Is it going to generate liquidity? Is it used in the business ecosystem? Does it have a function? And how is that function moving forward with the business? And so when you look at the most successful cryptocurrencies, they're involved in a strong business ecosystem. And that's what that white paper on the website outlines. Okay. So how am I using this? And forgive my ignorance again, but I want to get educated and hopefully our audience will get educated at the same time. How am I using this as a tradable commodity? Am I connecting with other individuals in the system that have their own gold wallets? Or am I connecting directly to a Bitcoin ecosystem where I can purchase a car with a dealer that deals in Bitcoin or a private individual that does the same? Walk us through that, Tim, please. Sure. Well, An exchange is where you exchange assets, and they're generally currency assets. And in our case, they're currencies and commodities. And if you want to transact at a point of sale, a retail point of sale, that's another mechanism. There are a lot of companies that are starting now to use cryptocurrency in their businesses at their retail point of sale. Very common now. The way to buy a car, for example, let's take a cup of coffee, is that you have to have BTC in your own wallet. You can't buy a cup of coffee directly from a cryptocurrency exchange. But you withdraw that BTC into your wallet, 
It only takes a very short time. Then you're converting to what's called a fiat gateway. Now, fiat currencies is money. So you need to be able to have a gateway for your cryptocurrency assets or your gold asset and get them into fiat currency so you can spend them in a shop. Now, a lot of people have just bypassed the whole thing of using fiat currency altogether and they'll just take Bitcoin payment as we do for different things. We have set up Bitcoin payment, Ethereum payment, Litecoin payment for such things as buying a press release on a press release service, for example. And so it's the gateway to the fiat currency world if you want to spend the money. Now, exchanges are only exchanges. It's where you exchange digital or commodity assets. Then comes the stage of, well, how do I get it out? Well, you need a wallet. Now, in the case that you spoke of before, you've got the gold wallet. Now, that represents gold, and the exchange can transfer gold straight into your gold wallet. Now, in the case of the gold wallet that you have, the sendgold.com gold wallet, which is fantastic, 14 countries working in right now, you just tie it to your bank account, you liquidate the gold and the cash US dollars goes into your bank account at the spot price. With a cryptocurrency wallet, with a compatible point of sale outlet, you can scan the barcode from your app and those crypto assets will go to them and they'll give you the cup of coffee. So there's there's two things. There's the exchange where you exchange digital assets. Then there's the gateway to transact in the older world of transaction, which is cash and transferring that into cash. We're very fascinated with gold. Of course, we're very familiar with it as well. But how this gold, tens of thousands of years old currency, can now be used and traded in the crypto world. And there are a few doing it, and we think we're onto something pretty good. Because if you look at our vertical silo, from the rocks through to the Doré, through to printing our, minting our own coins, which we are doing, we're minting pure gold coins, and through to exchange on the exchange, and then from there through to a digital gold wallet that you can download from the App Store and interact with that ecosystem. I think it's marvelous. Which is really easier than dealing with the Bitcoin system as it stands because your app is easy and all I have to do, like you say, is transfer it to my bank card and use that on my phone to magically buy whatever I need to do anyway, which is how I do business. And I think most people do at this point as fiat currencies, as it stands, paper currency disappears because it's dirty. Money gets dirty and it has germs on it. That's a good reason to get rid of it. (laughs) That's a really good reason to get rid of it. That is a really good point. And I have noticed that, you know, in Sydney, a lot of the retail stores are opening, but they will not take cash. You must use plastic and a credit card or something. And so really, when you look at it, we're using digital money now anyway. If you've got a plastic card and you swipe it and all of a sudden they've got three bucks for a cup of coffee, there's no paper that transacted there. That was a digital transaction. Somewhere else it was reconciled. But in fact, now people are using these pay apps like on your phone you've got the google pay you've got apple pay and of course you fund it from some other source uh, which could be anything but you know you just tap your phone with the rfids hold your phone near the receiver and you've transferred the funds so the world is understanding how currency transfer or wealth transfer or these assets can be transferred through a phone through a plastic card and we're no longer handling money. The great thing about gold, and I know you're a gold lover, is gold is very tangible and very physical. And so to be able to have your wealth or your assets backed by gold, which is very stable and it's increasing in value now, and for the foreseeable time it's going to continue to increase, it's a very stable way of storing at least some part of your wealth. 
But being able to transact gold in micro amounts like one gram or half a gram or a quarter of a gram of gold allows you the ability to buy a cup of coffee with gold as your source of store. And that source of store is not with a banking institution or somebody who could confiscate it. You have that digitally secured. For all of these years, gold always made sense to me as being money. It's the oldest form of currency, but I can never get through my big, thick head. How is it transactable in the physical form? How do you hand somebody a gold round and do business? Well, nobody's really doing that. And I've been talking about it lately. I've been talking about, well, what if you hand somebody 10 or 20 rounds and you buy their car? They've got something valuable, but then it's not easy for them to break it down and turn it into other things they need, like a cup of coffee or a donut or food at the store. But here I am buying gold through the gold fund at a discount. So I'm already winning at the onset. And I am using that based on my money's either going to grow or it's going to ebb. But right now it's near 1700 US, which I imagine is 24 Australian per ounce, 2400, I should say. And I am trading in something that is really growing in value as opposed to cash, which has devalued at least a thousand percent in the last, I'm going to just pick a figure, uh, 20 or 30 years. Yeah. And, you know, gold, you're not charged interest. If you hold the gold in, in a gold vault somewhere, sure, you're going to get charged interest. But if you hold it digitally, it is stored somewhere, but it's appreciating. It's not depreciating like fiat currency is. And I noticed I've got a plastic 10X card that I got in Singapore. Now that's a BTC card. So it's a Visa card and you transfer Bitcoin into it and it makes it instantly usable. Like the value of a one Bitcoin is 10,000 US dollars roughly at the moment. Now, if you were to print a $10,000 coin, it's difficult to spend it, as you point out. You know, you're not going to chip a piece off the edge of it. And the other thing is, the person receiving that piece of gold, it's got to verify that it's 99.99% pure gold. And so that's a bit of a challenge, unless you've got an XRF analyzer in your back pocket. For breaking down into decimal places, these large value assets, has made it easy to make micropayments using gold. So 0 0.0001 of a troy ounce is a transactable piece of gold now. And as you just pointed out, having gold in your wallet is much better than having cash because cash is devaluing while gold is appreciating. So it makes sense that your wealth store would be something that's maintaining its value and not depreciating. I do want to stress, although we are speaking across two hemispheres. You're in 44 countries with the Gold Fund, and it is super easy to participate. Tell us about that. Yeah. When we launched the G Fund token, we had a little bit of a giveaway contest. If people joined up on our Gold Fund, we'd send them a metal token, a gold-plated token. And so that was quite successful, and a lot of people joined. Now, the interesting thing about the majority of the people that joined the Gold Fund were people who had difficulty with banking. And the primarily, this is in Southeast Asia and the African continent. And what we saw is that at a statistical level, Indonesia has somewhere in the order of 200 million people. The percentage of those people who have credit cards is 4%. The percentage of those people who have mobile phones is 50%. And we're talking about developing countries that are essentially unbanked. They don't have bank accounts. 
how do they transact? They transact with fiat currencies. But now with the digital age, they're skipping the whole cycle of opening bank accounts and this kind of thing, and they're going straight to an app, and they're transferring the assets between each other in exchange for goods and services. And so it's a radical change. You know, if you remember in the telephone space, we you'd make a trunk call between you and I right now if we were in the old days we'd do a trunk call and it might cost two or three dollars a minute to talk now on the internet it's almost free and so the telcos adopted the transfer of voice communications by IP which is voice over IP and reduced their cost significantly and for a time they're still charging people the cost of a trunk call through a submarine cable now it's satellite and it's very much in the same vein now we have these mechanisms where it's very cheap to transfer tangible physical and digital assets instantly over the internet using these applications and so it's very much a transition similar to the telephony of going from trunk calling to voice over ip is transacting cryptocurrency assets and riding on the infrastructure of Visa cards and ATMs and it's all tying in together now very quickly. And so looking at being able to have an, another asset class rather than having Bitcoin or Ethereum as an asset class in your digital wallet, we're offering people the opportunity to have gold as an asset in your wallet. Do you think the sort of system ultimately can completely bypass the banking system, not just for people in Indonesia and the developing world, but first world countries such as the United States, Canada, Australia, England? Can we do away with banks? Is that coming? Is that in the future? Banks will change. I think, yeah, you know, when I look at that, the whole ability for people to transact on what's peer-to-peer rather than using a third-party institution to hold your funds is very valid. And the blockchain has provided accreditation, that immutable ledger. And so when I say immutable ledger, a blockchain is a whole lot of points around the globe that are all agreeing on the transfer of these currencies between wallets. It's a public ledger and the load of it is disseminated through the internet. And so rather than using a third-party institution, which would be a bank, if I wanted to send money to you, I'd have to go to the bank and then have to take it out of my bank account and send it to you. Now, the digital revolution is I send it directly to you. And so will it replace banking? Most likely will. That would depend on the uptake and the understanding people have of what currency is, how it's backed, how it's moved, and what value it is to them to have that kind of feature in their back pocket. I think you're right. I think the chances that it'll overtake traditional banking is very strong. You can see from the illustration I gave with the third world countries, they're not even bothering with the banks because to open a bank account takes time. To download an app and get going takes seconds. You don't have to go anywhere. And so principally, people adopt a method of trading that's most suitable to their environment. And if you're in a third world nation, and you've got an app on your phone that can transfer assets to another person and they can give you a chicken and you can have dinner, why do that? Why go to the bank and get the money to buy the chicken from the guy when you can just transfer the asset from a mobile phone to a mobile phone? And so I think very much this is a new economy. You are the director, the senior editor, and the proprietor of the ABN Newswire, and you mentioned earlier that your clients, which I am one of, we can actually avoid the whole wire transfer system and pay you through Goldfund. Am I right? Well, 
via cryptocurrency. So we're not accepting gold fund tokens, but we're transacting on Bitcoin and Ethereum and Litecoin. And so there are organizations that have started up that allow you to do this kind of easy interface transfer, if I can say it like that. Coinbase is a place where you can buy cryptocurrency assets and you can receive cryptocurrency as a retailer. So you have a point of sale which accepts Bitcoin or Ethereum or select number of currencies. Now, the reason why the GFUND token is not yet in that kind of level is because we need to have set up a gateway that gateways it out to fiat currency. Generally, that's handled by an exchange and point of sale equipment needs to be set up to be able to accept Bitcoin. Now, Coinbase makes this very easy because you can set yourself up as an entity, a business entity that accepts Bitcoin. And when someone wants to make a purchase, you know, they click a button and up comes something to scan on your app and you just send them the Bitcoin. That transaction behind the scenes is then relayed to the retailer and it's accounted for and the goods are sent or the services are provided. And so it's becoming, I wouldn't say right now, anywhere near widespread, but it's accelerating very quickly. And a lot of businesses are starting to take up, just like we said before, coffee shops will take Bitcoin, restaurants take Bitcoin or cryptocurrency payments. I guess the biggest advantage for the average man in the street using cryptocurrency wallets is that they're avoiding that transaction via the bank and they're mobile. They don't have to carry the currency as long as they've got a phone with an app on it. They don't have to go to the ATM to withdraw cash. They don't have to use their credit card and pay 3.9% to Visa, etc. I imagine at some point then ATMs will become obsolete, at least the ATMs that dispense cash. Now, you have an actual gold dispensing kiosk in Sydney. You have one machine that you've built yourself. Let's talk about that because I think it's fascinating. Ah, the gold kiosk. Well, we started off building a machine that would stand alone and be able to vend cryptocurrency so you could walk up to it. It was more of an educational exercise because people need to understand that there's a physical interaction with this. You know, you need to come across the kiosk and go, what's this? That begins your adventure in the cryptocurrency world. So we built a kiosk with a screen on it that allowed people to buy cryptocurrency. Then I thought, well, let's convert it into a vending machine so we can actually vend the gold. So we got the equipment and we turned it into a gold vending machine as well as a cryptocurrency vending machine. And we took it along to a couple of shows and we sold quite a bit of gold out of it, nicely packaged. It's probably not something that we'll do large scale, although that would depend on demand. We built it as an education piece for people to interact via the kiosk rather than via their mobile phone. And of course, you can still have that gold stored in your digital currency or your gold wallet just as much as you can get it delivered physically. But Gold Fund also delivers physical gold. And so one of the education pieces was the kiosk is, yeah, we've got late-stage exploration, early-stage mining projects. We're producing gold, gold at a discount. You can buy that from us. And so we're selling the gold on the Gold Fund website. We have our own 120th-ounce gold coin, 99.99% in tamper-proof packaging that we're selling. And that's from Australian gold. It's come out of Australian soil. How easy is it for our listeners right now to become part of the Gold Fund, the G Fund, and have their own wallet? It's as simple as just a general sign-up. And on an exchange, you would provide your contact details, and then you would confirm that. We do have a degree of security on it, so there is an extra step there. We use what's called uh, KYC, which is Know Your Client, and anti-money laundering compliance. But 
essentially you'll sign up it'll send you to your phone on your email address you'll sign up and then you'll have access to the system and you'll be able to instantly trade you can put fiat cash in fiat money in and you can purchase assets and you can trade those assets and then you can transfer the assets out or the fiat currency out it's quite simple and i advise anyone who is looking at cryptocurrency and is intrigued by how it works start with a dollar start with two dollars start with ten dollars you don't have to put your life savings into it but once you see how easy it is to work you begin that process of becoming familiar with the revolution that is happening with digital currencies and being able to trade those digital currencies with other assets so a good starting point would be to go to goldfund.io and simply register that doesn't cost anything and have a look but also we'll send you a gold-plated G-Fund token. It's a physical representation of the G-Fund coin. So we'll send that anywhere in the world at no cost if you sign up and provide your address to us. Well, that certainly sounds like a nice gift. Thank you so much, Tim. I'll send you one too, all the way to Malibu. I'll send you a couple. Well, Tim, it's been a pleasure getting acquainted. I'm going to circle back with you in a week or two and talk more about this as I learn more about it. Thank you so much for joining us today on the program. Ellis, it's been a wonderful pleasure talking to you. Thank you very much. I've been speaking with Tim McKinnon, the chairman and CEO of Gold Fund. Sign up now by going to the website goldfund.io. Register before July 31st, 2020 and obtain a gold-plated Gold Fund coin. For goldfund.io, I'm Ellis Martin. Subscribe to the Ellis Martin newsletter. It's free. Go to ellismartinreport.com and fill out the quick and easy pop-up form. Join us next time for more opportunities to discover on the Ellis Martin Report. Visit ellismartinreport.com.